Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. I'm Joe Deck, Leland McRae with me as usual. And Leland, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode. Let's start with the big, uh, well, let's start with local. Let's not go to the big NFL let's news yet. Yeah, let's go JMU hiring a basketball coach over the weekend, Mark oh. Byington. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to start with the cancellation of spring sports for high school, but my bad. <laughs> oh, well, we could have done that, but that was, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, let's talk about the, let's open up on a high note. JMU finds a basketball coach, Mark Byington. Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I don't hate the hire. I, I'm willing to give this guy some time and see what happens. When you see that he wasn't really being talked about as a potential candidate until, you know, the day he got hired, it does make me wonder what that search was like. Did people turn us down and then we turned to Mark Byington? Or was he a guy that JMU had in mind all along and it just didn't get out until right before the hire? I, I would love to know that answer. We won't know that answer, I'm sure. Um, but that's who JMU pulls in. He's from Georgia Southern, grew up in Salem, Virginia. Played his college basketball at UNC Wilmington. Um, so, unless I am wrong, when he was a head coach at Georgia Southern, he never made it to the NCAA tournament. He made it to the CBI, um, I think, only once. But yeah, he had but winning seasons. I mean, only one team out of that conference is right. making it. It's a different, different yeah. standard than what we're used to seeing. Yeah. Right. It'll be the same in the CAA. But, um, yeah. He did build that program into having winning seasons, which is good. Uh, and we'll see what he does at JMU. He's got some work to do at JMU. They gave him a six-year deal, so he'll have some time. I mean, with that six-year deal, JMU's not going to fire him before five years. I mean, he'll get five solid years at the very least to he should. to build something there at Harrisonburg in the new uh, basketball yeah. arena that they're going to play in, the United Bank Center, whatever we're calling it. Really cool facility to to talk kids into coming to play in, and yeah. I, I think that helps them. The Nickel Center. I, I mean, um, I like the hire. Yeah, hopefully he does well <laughs> yeah, at the Nickel Center. Yeah, he needs to go to East Rock immediately. Yeah, according to Joe. Hopefully, just go past Harrisonburg, go to East Rock. Yeah, talk to some kids. That should have been his first stop. Go. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Well, now he's gonna have to do it via Skype or whatever, Zoom maybe. Six but six foot away and talk to. <laughs> yeah, get him on the phone, talk to him, text him. Like, so can't wait to have you come to the Nickel Center and see the facilities. Should be a lot of fun. <laughs> I have a daughter you should meet. I mean, I, sure, I mean, whatever. Like, <laughs> we gotta we gotta get this guy. We gotta we gotta get this guy oh, in and have him build his program. But um I'm interested to see what he's gonna do. Uh obviously when the Radford coach is being floated, seeing what Radford has done recently, you, that gets you excited, but that's not who they went with. I don't know whether that was Radford's coach's decision or whether that was JMU's decision. And frankly, at this point, Mark Byington is the guy. So we'll see how this pans out. I like it. I I, I, I mean, it's not a splash hire. And uh, I think in some ways that could be a good thing. I think then the expectation doesn't necessarily mean next year they're making the tournament or something. I think you get some of these splash hire. You know, people are talking about Seth Greenberg, we beat which one, I thought was insane. We beat one team in the conference this year if anybody thought we were going to the tournament next year they should have had their head yeah. examined but i think if it was some big name person let's say greenberg is the only name that was big name that ever anybody ever mentioned with it i think people would have those and i think it's better no. not to have them so i think um it's okay i i saw that ralph sampson had interest in the job i i i like ralph sampson wow. i like that he's still in the area he does a lot of good supporting of youth sports i think he's a good man i'd love to have him on the podcast I think that would have been a major mistake, and I think people at JMU realize that. 
Um, so I, I think it would have been, I, he, you know, he's not a, he's not coaching in college basketball. I think you needed a guy that knows how to recruit, knows how to develop a program. And, and I don't know if Ralph Sampson has a lot of experience doing that from, from anything I know about him. So I'm glad that they didn't go that way and just get a Harrisonburg guy. I'm glad they went and got somebody that could potentially do very well at this job has proven his, he knows this level of basketball. Um, he has good ties. He got those Virginia roots. Um, so I, I like him. So I'll give him a chance. The first picture I saw of him, I thought the whoever was posting pictures just got our women's coach and him mixed up because he, he had the short haircut and the glasses. And I was like, wait a minute. But uh, since then, I've seen other pictures. Doesn't quite look like our women's coach quite as much. But um, I like the higher fine, and uh, I'm glad they got it done. And I wondered how, with everything going on with uh, coronavirus, how it was going to happen and the timeline. I'm glad it kind of got done in a normal timeline. So I'm glad they're past that and they can move on. And um, it's going to be a weird offseason for everybody. So having him in place as soon as possible to kind of be ahead of that and start planning is can only be a good thing. So it'll it'll be interesting to see um across the across the whole scale of college basketball how things will go this off if season but jmu will definitely be something to watch georgia southern fans seem to like him i mean there seem to be a lot of positive yeah. georgia southern comments on the jmu posts about hiring him um saying you know oh he's gonna be missed at georgia southern and all that to be honest again i i've said it i, f- I feel like jmu is one of the worst jobs in the country so i'm surprised we were able to get another head coach to come here but i don't think it's that bad it's not a program right now but i, I think it's not a bad you can have you can you can turn into a good program. It's a it's a very good job. I think you're in the footprint of the ACC and uh, getting recruits in the footprint of the ACC and and guys that wanted to go to one of those ACC schools but just wasn't quite there. Get them into the CAA and and see what they can do. No. Um, I, I think that could be interesting. I, I, the new facility is also good. So I, I think I think you're strong in that. I don't think it's a great the program's not in a great place, but I I think he has potential. We'll see. I hope he builds it into something because right now it is. I think a bad job is Rutgers football. I don't think like even Rutgers football at its best was still not that great a job. And like I think you saw after Shiano left there, it just immediately dived back down. I think that's a bad job. I think JMU can be decent in the CAA and at the level they play contend. So I, I, I don't. One I don't, tournament don't appearance in the last 30 plus years and it was by accident. <laughs> I That's a bad well, job. Maybe he can. Maybe can add to that pretty quick. That's a bad job. All right. Other bat, the other local college, somewhat local Virginia tech, uh, Nolly's leaving. We'll talk about more later with somebody that knows more than we do, but I feel burned with Nolly leaving. I, I really, um, I really liked him. I know he didn't have a strong second half of the season. And so basically I just thought, okay, well, he's not going to the NBA. He's not going to be that dumb to go to the NBA. So we should have him. I just didn't see transferring on the table. I thought at worst he'd make a stupid decision and declare and then have to, you know, put his tail between his legs and come running back. But I, I just didn't see the transfer coming. And I, I just, I, I'm not following the logic of him transferring. So we'll see how that goes for him. I, I, I can't say that I'm rooting against him, but I'm probably just going to stop paying attention to him. Kind of like Blackshear. Like, I don't know if I was rooting against Blackshear as much in there, but I just kind of tried to forget he existed. I did both. I forgot he existed, and when he would pop up, I would root against him. So, yeah, I'll be rooting against Landers Nolly. Uh, I hope he fails. I hope he fails. I hope he has to go somewhere terrible. I hope he tries to get in another ACC school, and they all laugh him out of the room. Uh, and then he has to transfer to somewhere like Wake Forest. Um, I, I His his idea of 
you know, I'm going to be a wing player. Cool. Well, someone should tell your jump shot because it doesn't look like you're a wing player the way that season closed. So whatever, dude. You want to go play somewhere else? That's fine. And we gave him every chance in the world to be the man. I mean, he had his hands on the ball at important moments throughout the season, even down the stretch of the season when Radford was playing better basketball than him. Um, but he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, make it you know happen. what a quality wing player. Yeah, you know what a quality wing player doesn't do. Chuck it up from a third of the floor away from the basket with three seconds to go. They don't do that. Yeah, create. They create. So we'll talk more about that with uh, Mike Barber, who is our guest on this episode, and he'll he has inside look than we do. So we'll see what he has to say. Let's stay local and talk about the cancellation of high school sports. They came down today. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for so many kids, and everybody focuses on the senior kids that are wanting to play their senior seasons. It's heartbreaking for everybody. It's a year of baseball. It's a year of softball, track, soccer, tennis, any other sport that I'm forgetting to mention right there. It's heartbreaking that you have one less year to compete at this because the high majority of these kids playing high school sports are not going to play after their senior year of high school. They're not going to go on to college. They're not looking at this That's not what this is. This is their time to play it. I, I practiced baseball a couple times for a college after high school. And that was it when my elbow was, my shoulder was done. So that's what you're dealing with. So I feel it's, it stinks for everybody. Yes. The seniors, it stinks more because they don't even get to come back from that. And they don't get that senior moment and they don't get a chance to win that state title that they've been working towards or getting back to, or coming up short in the past. I mean, you can, every story can be told across the state. It's just kind of heartbreaking. And, I think this whole podcast, you could say up front, we're talking about sports that don't matter really in the realm of things, but it's what we talk about. It's what we like. And we get that there's more important things and and it's more important to obey the wishes of our government and medical professionals that know what's best for us. But at the same time, we can recognize that it stinks and we can miss it and that it's unfortunate that it's gone this way. And that's exactly what this VHSL is dealing with. They, to maybe come up with some idea of some summer. It's not going to happen. I just don't. I'll talk about it. If it becomes about, we will talk about it. But otherwise, I'm going to pretend it ain't happening because it's just not going to. And just like school, like prom, like walking across the graduation stage is probably all is all gone. It's all gone. I I don't see how you're going to come out of this in June and all of a sudden put a pack of gym and and send kids across the state. It's not going to happen that way. We're going to come back gradually. it's all over. It's it's and it's just unfortunate. And um, I was really looking forward to the spring season. The podcast before all this kind of broke down was us going over the spring sports and who was the favorite and all the storylines and how Fort Defiance was new in the Shenandoah district and how that was going to shake everything up. Patrick Height was on talking about his in-depth stories where he was going to follow Fort Defiance baseball throughout the season. Riverhead's trying to get back to a state championship. Stuart Straff trying to get back to state play. Uh, Fort Defiance looking to go. Do, I mean, just. So many good stories. Wilson tennis, track across the area, uh, soccer at uh, Stanton High School trying to, you know, back up what they did last year. Just so many good stories. And now we have no sports and none of those stories. And and these kids don't even get the chance to compete this whole entire season. It's just an absolute shame. Yeah, and it stinks. Um, A lot has happened in a week. It's hard to believe it's only been a week. 
Um, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's been rough and I just want to echo what you said. I mean, this, obviously your heart goes out to all these high school athletes and, you know, obviously the focus is on the seniors who won't be playing ever again, but it sucks for all of them. And you just hope that, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's hard because I guess what I'm hoping is they understand why this is being done. I know it doesn't feel fair. I know it sucks uh, for them in particular, but like you said, we kind of have to trust that, you know, these health professionals and the government have our best interests at heart here when they make these decisions. And these are hard decisions that they don't take lightly, but um, unfortunately they spring sports and, you know, these high school athletes and high school seniors have become a casualty and not just athletes. I mean, now that schools have been closed, I don't know how they're going to handle the graduation stuff. Uh, you know, that's a lot of seniors that don't get to make that walk across the stage. Um, I can't imagine what that's going to be like. So that's going to be tough. Uh, I can't imagine what that's like. I don't know if next year you try to have two graduation ceremonies, assuming that we're not going through all this in you know, 12 months time, hopefully. But, um, if, if you try to have, you know, maybe a weekend in May or something after all the people that would be in college have gotten out to say, okay, on a weekend here in May, we're going to do this ceremony. So those people can have their moment and have their walk across the stage. And then obviously at the end of June or in June, we'll do the class of 2021. I don't know if you do something like that or if it's just gone forever. I don't know. I hope that, that I hope they find a way to have that moment for those seniors, because again, that's, that's an important moment for a lot of people. And so to not have that and is, is rough and that's hard to imagine. It's achievement. I mean, that's the, that's a, I mean, a staple of American life is his graduation is part of it. I mean, you know, like that moment in your life is, is something and, and whether, you know, you're a top student or, or, or just barely getting there, it's still an achievement. And, um, so yeah, it's, it stinks and we're no fans of it here. Um, we were very much looking for the spring sports. We were, we were trying to amp up our spring coverage from what we did last year. And uh, now we're doing less, which just absolutely stinks, but uh, we will see what uh, we can cover in the meantime, but these kids will learn some big time lessons in life right now. And before they even graduate, but as, as graduation is not happening, they're going to learn lessons that you and I really didn't have to listen and, and, and to learn and nearly everybody else on earth hasn't learned before, but this is a different time and, and they're living through something that's very different. Just the way when I was a uh, junior in high school, when nine 11 happened, that was history and, and life changing and walk into a class and, and the teacher says, sit here, we're watching history. You know, that's, that's it. You're living history right now. And, and it's directly affecting everybody. So it's, it's really something. It's just a crazy time. I, I think we're going to, I was trying to stay out of it in the a block, but it's just a crazy time. And, um, it, 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 that's, it's hard to say much more than that. It's just extraordinary what's happening and not in a good way. So you want to go to NFL news? Yeah. Quick NFL news. Uh, the biggest news that broke Tom Brady leaving the Patriots going to Tampa last week, you said you wanted mm -hmm. him gone. It made it more interesting. I go into Tampa. It's not like I liked Tampa before and now I don't like Tampa or something. I just don't care about Tampa. Wow. I'll tell you, I know who's going to win that NFC South. I'm just so confident. It's that team. They, on that, they have a 
Super Bowl winning quarterback. I, I texted you exactly this. They have a lot of good players that probably get some good players coming in. And it's the New Orleans Saints. It's not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The New Orleans Saints are going to win that division. They're going to, they have everybody coming back on that roster. They're going to win that division. They're going to win the NFC. And Tom Brady will just be noise the whole season. And really, it'll be good. The Saints can just list, let that noise stay over there, and the Saints will just cruise. And they've been in the NFC, deep in the NFC these last couple of years. They're going to get over the hump this year. And I think this just makes it reinforce it to me that all the attention will be on another team in that division, and the Saints can just fly under the radar and, and win a bunch. Yeah, um, you're not wrong. I don't think the – I don't think the Buccaneers are the team that is going to win this division. Uh, yeah, they talk about Edelman's coming there now. Like, oh yeah, that'll solve everything. What do you? I think your wide receivers are probably better than Edelman. So yeah, I don't. I wouldn't make any changes stay. at wide receiver. Uh, but uh, I know you don't like Levitar, but I I think he had a very good point. The teams that usually win NFL free agency are not teams that go to the playoffs. Um, teams that spend wildly in free agency are usually not very good football teams. Look at Cleveland the Cleveland Browns. Remember when the Cleveland Browns were going to the Super Bowl last year and then they didn't make the playoffs. So I do. Uh, yeah. All the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have Tom Brady. So all their problems are over. Tom Brady wasn't that good last year. Let's remember that. Um, I do wonder what happens when he has to go to Tampa Bay. You can say Jameis Winston was pretty good. And, or, you know, he won some games there and you don't think he's good. He did throw a lot of touchdown passes. He threw way more than Tom Brady. Now he also threw way more interceptions than Tom Brady. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think the Saints are good in that division. I'm interested to see what the Panthers look like with Teddy I, Bridgewater. I think back on Tampa Bay, I think Bruce Arians just it says, give me a quarterback that won't turn the ball over. Even yeah, if he's maybe, not Tom Brady of Tom Brady's Right. No, I get what you're saying. Uh, Bruce Arians might just want somebody not that's not going to turn the ball over, even if it's not Tom Brady. I think I would want somebody that has a little more tread left than Tom Brady. I think Bruce Arians only has so much tread left, so that's probably what he's banking on. Yeah. Uh, locally, football for you Skins fans, since uh, we, we talk about the Augusta County sports fan and a lot of you Redskins fans, got a couple Hokies added to the roster, which I like. Fuller came back to the team after being traded to the Chiefs. Now in free agency, he signs with the Redskins. He's the only person that I think wants to be there. That's good for him, good for uh, Hokie uh, Redskin fans. And then also Logan Thomas signs there. There's uh, playing tight end. Uh, and so I, I like that a team that is on my TV a lot of weeks because they're the local channel team. I'm glad I'll see some Hokies, some Hokies I liked. Um, but I mean, past that, you know, I think uh, obviously Fuller's a good ad. He's a good player. Uh, he was good for the Chiefs on a Super Bowl winning team. He's a good player, good for them to add. Thomas, it, I, it's just a tie with the Hokies is the only reason I like that. I, I You know, he'll he'll round out the roster. He's not going to be the star tight end by any means. Um, but though Reed, what's up? I mean, Reed's been hurt a lot. It, it, he's back, though, isn't he? Jordan the Reed is not a Redskins. Redskin. Reed. Yeah. No, they released him. They released him. Well, then Thomas might get some more playing time. So that's that's bad sports coverage on my part, but – I'll be rooting for. I mean, if Logan Thomas get in the game, I'll be rooting for him to catch balls because I, I've, I've been watching him since he was in high school. Uh, came out of the Lynchburg area. He played. He was a, um, he was a B down there. Uh, why am I blanking on uh, the obvious team? Uh, the bees. Um, the bees. 
out of Lynchburg. They played Waynesboro the last two years. Um, Brookville? The high, say it again. Brookville? Brookville. He's a Brookville kid. So, yeah, I've been paying attention to him since he was at Brookville. And so uh, apparently not paying attention to the school, but paying attention to him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that he's on a team that I'll get to see often instead of the Bills, who I saw two games a year maybe. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. All right. What did you do? This, what you watch this weekend? We're not doing our bracket. Uh, we will. I want, okay. I want to talk about the sports that was on TV this weekend. Oh, well that was going to be in my D block, but I mean, well, we can... don't, don't ruin your D block. Let me see what you had down there. Then leave your D block. I did pay attention to a lot of these, uh, NCAA games that were on CBS on Saturday. It was kind of the, the second TV was kind of running those. I turned it off on Sunday from like four to six for some reason. I'm not sure what was going on there, but, uh, other than that, I watched, uh, there was a bunch of games on. And so I was thinking about my favorite March madness moments from the past that I remember watching was more so, uh, what it was included. So obviously, uh, recent history, uh, is a little heavy here because, um, I remember that better than what I remember when I was in eighth grade, but, uh, a lot of good moments, um, just running back. Uh, obviously in 2018, there was a 16 seed they beat, they beat some team. I enjoyed that. You and I watched that together. We did. And that really is one of the highlights of watching tournament. Just that, that time was so awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I remember any, I wish, I don't know. I almost wish there could have been like video of that because just (laughs) what we were doing, we were intentionally not making noise, but we were having the facial reactions of people screaming at the top of their lungs. Um, and we're sitting there whispering when we're actually vocalizing words to each other. Uh, so you're, we don't wake your kids up. Um, yeah. but that was, that was so much fun. I mean, I know my, the veins were popping out of my neck from like fake screaming. Uh, but that was so much fun watching that game. The fake screaming still got my uh, <laughs> wife out of bed who was, you know, putting the kids down tired. Uh, usually watched a lot of basketball, but she she was burnt out. But she heard the commotion, at least the movement of our bodies out there. And she came out to watch the end. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we won't we won't. I, I, I will. Actually, I saw in relation to that game being on not that game, but when UVA won the national championship last year, that game was replayed and they won it. And I've said it on this podcast. Congratulations to them. I saw a lot of people on Twitter kind of throwing out there this old article that was from the year before where UVA shows, um, you know, they weren't built for March. They're built to fail in March. And everybody had their smart comments on that. Came out right after. Was at the appropriate time to be fair, to be fair to that article. And this point is why I have as much respect for Tony Bend as I do. He did adjust how the team was built. And the years that UVA has been their best, when they played in a region final, when they've played it at, and won a national championship, they have averaged over 70 points. They need more offense paired with that incredible defense that stops everybody. They have to have the offense. The average number has to be over 70 to account for those games where their defense isn't quite as good or those it just all balances better. And there's no team. I went through recent history. There's no team that averaged under 70 points to win a national title for for 20 years at least. So just accept that Tony Bennett realized I got to have more offense if I'm going to win this thing. And maybe 
he won't lose the 16 seeds every year, but he's got to have that offense. And he had it the year that they won it. And he had it the year they made it to a regional final that they probably could have made the final four very, I mean, they're right. They're right there. So don't, don't act like that was built the exact same way the year they won it. You just can't, you can't buy that. It's not the same. And I, and I give Tony Bennett credit for realizing that and, and play into it. Yeah. Um, Nothing to argue about. That. It's a point. No, it's, yeah, twenty eighteen was a lot more fun. Um, <laughs> I, going down your list, um, I do agree. I remember Dunk City with Florida. Dunk Gulf City Coast. was awesome. They, they were, were on TV this weekend too. Yeah, that was a that was a fun team. Just because usually when you're seeing those upsets, it's like a team that just shoots the lights out from three. So seeing them do it by alley ooping and just posterizing a two yes. seed and then a yes. seven seed was awesome. That was awesome. VCU from 2011. And they, and they had a couple years there where you could pick up the, I know you don't like VCU, but no. I don't have the hate for them like you do. I do. I really enjoyed their final four run with Shaka Smart. It was funny that winter while they were playing, they were a decent team that year, um, but they're still 11 seeds. They weren't great. But I remember being at a store in Richmond and like seeing their, their clothes. I was like, that's good looking, you know, logo. Like that's cool how they have that. I was like, and so when it came to tournament time, I actually picked them kind of deep. Like I picked them to win, I think two games. So it really made my bracket awesome. I didn't win the bracket that year, but I really had picked them uh, more than anybody else in our bracket pool. So that was a lot of fun watching that. George Mason, another team from the state in 06, they were also at 11 seed. They went all the way to the final four, winning the region over UConn. That was an incredible run. Georgia State with their coach and the sun and the sun hits the game winning shot and the coach falls off the stool because he was already hurt. And that was just an awesome thing to see. I remember I was watching Hampton in 2001. They were a 15 seed beat number two, Iowa State. That was incredible. I had gotten home from school early that day. I think I might have just skipped out of there early that day and watched that game. That was an incredible, incredible run. And I'm just mad that like all these all these memories that I have just right there in the last 20 years. And there's more than I could write down. That was what I just shot out of my mouth right there mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm just sad. And I'm not, and I think you came back at my tweet of, but I'll look forward to it next year. Sure. We will all look forward to it next year, but I'm allowed to be sad. I'm allowed yeah. to be sad that we don't have that this year, that we can't add to these memories that we can't see the buzzer beaters that we can't learn about these teams and players that we've never even heard of before until the month of March. And I'm just sad we don't have it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I didn't enjoy the VCU run because it was in 2011 when I was a JMU student. George Mason was the year before I went to JMU. So I didn't, I mean, I was into the George Mason run. I was kind of glad they beat UConn. I was rooting for them to win the whole thing, and they didn't, uh, which is whatever. But, uh, yeah, I a lot of great runs, and you're right. It stinks that we won't have that story from, you know, the 2020 tournament, and this new decade will start off with without a tournament, so that stinks. But um, you just hope that we can be in a place next year where we can have a tournament. And so you've been over at my house watching the tournament these last couple of years, at least the first couple of days, yep. and uh, you, you haven't experienced what some of my other friends that come over back in college – we we go all out. We had multiple TVs like I do now, and that was before. I mean, it, we we just made it happen. We had big old tube TVs set up in the corners of rooms so we could watch multiple games at one time. And so one day, it's like a Thursday or Friday, the tournament, and we all got out of class earlier, skip class, and came home and started watching games. And uh, there was 
I, I, I forget the upset or whatever it was happening, but we were just enjoying watching it. We were really into it, just going crazy. And all of a sudden, there's a knock on our door, and we just go over to the door and open it. We figure it's another friend coming over or the neighbors or something. It's the police. The police are at our door. Just completely shift gears of what we're thinking. Um, I probably hid whatever drink was in my hand, and we and oh we can we help you? What's what's going on? And they said, uh, "You guys having a party?" We're like, "No." We're six of us and there's six of us in there and they're like kind of looking at each other and and we're like we're just watching basketball and he's like oh yeah it's the tournament what's going on and we're like oh well this team just you know beat them with this last second shot and he's like oh that's awesome he's like uh close that door close the window you're just being we could hear you at the end of the block I and mean, we had to it was like a noise like they were coming to give us a noise violation for a party at in blacksburg but it was just six of us watching basketball I feel like we're getting gypped. That's why I live out in the country now, you know, away from people. So I can scream and yell at uh, upsets as much as I want. I'm sad that I don't get the opportunity to at least, you know, test, test my uh, neighbors from far away to see if they can hear me or not. It's, it's just, uh, it stinks that we can't potentially have the police come over anymore. You know? Yeah. Um, till next year, I guess. Till next year. <laughs> then we can try. <laughs> All right, let's get out of the A block. Let's get to Mike Barber here from the Richmond Times-Dispatch, and then we'll be back with a fun C block, trying to mix it up here with some brackets of our own. All right, next on the Yak Sports Podcast, we we actually have a guest. We haven't had one for a couple weeks, uh, amongst everything that's been different around the world. Uh, we hadn't been having the guests, but Mike, we finally got you on. We had you lined up a couple weeks ago for, uh, to talk about ACC basketball. And honestly, I, I will still start there, but how are you doing? How's, how's the family? Oh, we're well, thanks. Yeah. It's uh, social distancing in, in every aspect of things. And, um, such an interesting time to be working in, in the sports media field. I mean, you guys get it and it's like, you know, we've been doing interviews, uh, all week and at the end of last week. And we're doing them over video conferencing or doing them all by telephone. And um, it's just different. You know, you, you, you have so much in-person stuff when you're, when you're a sports writer. You're at games. You're at practices. You're at press conferences. You're walking around campus bumping into people. And um, that whole part of the job is just gone right now. And, you know, it, it'll be back and things will get back to normal. But for right now, um, you know, probably I would think it, until the fall, it's just this digital only video only hands off. And, um, it, it's, it's a very weird time to live through. Uh, thankfully, you know, the family right now is healthy and, and everybody's safe and we're, you know, doing smart things. We've isolated ourselves here and you know, we go out twice a day for a family walk and we see the neighbors from across the street and catch up. But, um, you know, we're basically, our theory is, we don't believe we're sick right now, so let's keep it that way. And I think that, you know, yeah. if, if more if more people kind of took that approach, um, we'd probably get through this thing a lot better than what we've seen in, in Europe and in Asia because, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're not sick, kind of keep yourself that way. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, for sure. So we will jump uh, most of the rest of this interview, uh, try to keep it to uh, hopefully positive things and, and still relating to uh, what the world's been going with. But uh, basketball. There was basketball being played a couple weeks ago, and I still think it's interesting to hear 
from you. You were at the ACC tournament. You were covering the tournament. Um, I know you were, you know, at the arena. Uh, talk about uh, the basketball tournament and, and the cancellation and, and how, how all that came down and how you dealt with it. Yeah, it was, I mean, the most bizarre thing I've ever seen because you go down Tuesday afternoon and you cover a basketball game, right? I covered the Virginia Tech Carolina game Tuesday night. And there was so much going on and so much talk about were they going to cancel? Were they going to allow fans and what was going to happen to the NCAA tournament? But, and maybe this is silly, but when the ball was tipped, you kind of felt like you were just covering a regular game. And, um, you know, we covered that. And then the post game was a little different. They kept the players uh, six feet back from the reporters and they did things a little bit differently. But but overall, you just felt like, OK, it's, it's a weird time. It's a scary time. But you're there at the ACC tournament and you're going to cover four or five days of basketball. And uh, then the next day you started hearing, hey, you know, things might be changing. Things might be changing. Things might be changing. Then they make the announcement that they're going to play the games without fans and uh you know, you start to wonder what's that going to look like and what's that going to feel like to be in a virtually empty arena. And, um, but I'll tell you guys, we, we covered the games Wednesday. There was so much going on, so much talk about what would happen. Then Thursday morning, I woke up and got a text that said, get on over here. Commissioner Swafford's talking. And I thought he was canceling for sure. And I get there and the announcement is we're going to play the games as planned, which surprised me. Um, you know, they weren't going to have the fans. They had announced that the night before, but they were going to play the games as planned. And uh, then I went back to my hotel and was writing a kind of a web only X's and O's preview for, I guess it would have been UVA Notre Dame. And how do those two teams match up? And, and you're thinking about the pack line defense against that movement motion offense that Notre Dame uses and their ability to shoot the three. And then I get another text, hey, get back over to the arena. Uh, there's going to be an announcement that we're canceling. Um, so it, it was just a day where nobody really knew what to expect. I think we all thought the tournament was going to be canceled, but there was just so much back and forth. And it really wasn't until the SEC canceled, um, the Big Ten canceled. It wasn't until those dominoes fell that you really felt for sure like, okay, this isn't happening. So with it all being canceled, I know they presented Florida State the trophy there on the floor and kind of a, what was another weird aspect of it. But <laughs> If they had played, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and make your prediction now. If they had played it out, who did you feel like was the team that was probably most likely to walk out of Greensboro with the ACC tournament championship? Yeah, you know, it's a tough call. Obviously, Virginia is playing really well. They were the hottest team coming in. I just thought to me that, that Duke was the team that was going to find a way to get it done in that everyday setting. Um, there's a difference now between the mm -hmm. ACC tournament and NCAAs where you have a day in between. And, you know, the challenge that Duke presents with the inside out game with Vernon Carey Jr. in the low block with Trey Jones on the outside. Um, now, they're not a great three point shooting team uh, when they played tech uh, in in Durham, they, they shot the ball incredibly well, and it was a blowout when they played Virginia, not so great. So you always have that wild card. But I thought at the end of the day, you know, yes, Florida State was the best over the long haul. Yes, Virginia was the hottest team coming in. Yes, Carolina was kind of like this scary team before they got knocked out that a lot of people were talking about. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be something if they made a magical run? But I went into it thinking that um, – playing day after day after day, the, the inside-outside challenge of Duke was going to pull them through. 
Well, I know the Florida State Senate also declared Florida State national <laughs> champions, but when it came to the NCAA tournament bracket, um, I was, you know, Leland and I talked about this. I was kind of looking forward to maybe a team like Dayton out of the A-10, a, uh, one, a team you wouldn't consider a usual power, maybe having a legitimate shot at winning that national championship. Did you feel Dayton, or were you thinking somebody else had a better chance of cutting down the nets? Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick a winner, and, and you know, we never got to fill out a bracket and, and- you know, you guys know this, that the NCAA tournament is so much about matchups, right. and, uh, who you play in the path. And, and honestly, even when you're done with your brackets, who gets upset in front of you and, and changes your path, um, going in, I thought the best team in the country was Kansas. I, I thought they mm-hmm. were, um, polished. I, I thought they were talented. I thought they were the team that I would have made the, the number one overall seed. Um, but to your point, I, the team I'd be rooting for, yeah, it was Dayton. I mean, what a great story. What a fun team, a team we get to see here uh, in, in Virginia because of the A-10 mm-hmm. uh, with VCU and Richmond. And, and I thought Dayton was going to be the story of the March Madness this year. I thought Dayton um, had a real chance to be a Final Four team. Uh, I think they would have been a, a one seed. I think they would have had that draw. And, and I think it wouldn't have been a fluky thing. I think they would have advanced and, and made a real run at the final four. And I just think that would have been a great story because, you know, that program is, is a good program and it, it's been such a part of, um, college basketball. And you even think about the first rounds of the NCAA tournament being in Dayton and it, it just would have been really cool and a dynamic player, right? Everybody you get to the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament and everybody wants to see the, the stars and, and people say, well, we don't have a Zion Williamson this year. Well, there were some guys in the league and, and certainly you look at Dayton and, um, you know, that that's a guy that, you, that you'd want to watch. And, um, I think there would have been a lot of fun. I think there were some other teams. I think it would have been cool. I think Richmond was going to make the field. And you know, I don't think they would have been a Final Four contender, but I think they were a team that would have made the field. And I think uh, it would have been fun to see what they could do. And um, certainly the storyline of, of Virginia being back in and getting hot. But overall, I thought Kansas was the best team in the country so far this season. You talked about a couple teams that kind of had a – a chance for, you know, history there, Richmond kind of getting in a team that doesn't get in there every year over on the women's side, Virginia tech, a team that you cover, you know, they, they were right there. Uh, Kenny Brooks had them, you know, they were going to be in the tournament and they were going to see what they could do. Uh, probably not talking final four, but still it would have been cool to see them in there. Talk about, you know, what could have been for them and, and what you were kind of looking at there. Yeah. And, and, you know, people say, okay, well, as a sports writer, you don't, you don't root for your teams, but you don't root against them either. Right. And, and, you know, Kenny Brooks is a really good guy. I got to know him for 10 years when I was in Harrisonburg and obviously now know him at at Virginia tech. And, um, that team was built for this year and and they were, they were really one player away from, from being a a great team this year. And he went out and got that player and Tasia Cole, the point guard from Richmond. Um, she'd been to Louisville, been to Georgia, grad transfer in. So she's got one year. She knew Kenny Brooks back from when he was at JMU. She'd go to camps there. He brought her in and and that made his team complete in terms of the way he wants to play. She could push the ball up the floor. They could score in transition. He still had great players on the wings to shoot a lot of threes. Um, It was a Kenny Brooks team. It was a well-constructed team. It was a talented roster. The program hasn't been to the NCAA tournament since 2006. I think they were headed there. Um, the first round upset in the ACC women's tournament was a little disconcerting, but I think their resume was strong enough. Uh, their strength of schedule, their RPI, and you know, for a player like Tasia Cole, she went to Virginia Tech to to help them get over that hump. And you know, I did a story on her at Richmond.com and on her and Coach Brooks and 
kind of coming up short in the sense that they never went. And I said, do you feel like you accomplished the mission? And she said, I, you know, she said that she thought they had earned their way into the NCAA tournament, but it feels a little incomplete. It feels a little hollow because they never got to see their name pop up in that bracket. And, you know, guys, there was a big debate about should the NCAA release the brackets, even though they knew the tournament wasn't going to be played, even though the decision to cancel was made. And, um, you know, for the bigger teams, what's the point? Um, but for a team like Virginia Tech that hadn't been in forever yeah. on the women's side, and for a team like Richmond that isn't always there, and, you know, conversely, I guess at the same time, they could have had their bubble burst and left a real uh, extra sour taste and why go through that. But, you know, if you're Virginia Tech women, you felt like, hey, you had earned your chance to end the NCAA tournament drought. Um, and I think people who are, are looking at it fairly will, will give them credit and say, you know, they kind of did. But really, to, to Tasia Cole's point, it is kind of empty because nobody got to see you tip off in, in March Madness. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. And there's so many stories. I mean, you, you talk about now that the high school spring sports are getting canceled. I mean, so many so many kids that don't have chance to, um, you know, finish off their careers uh, in, in their sports. And it, it, it's it's tough to see. Um, jump into some news that's happened, you know, while we've not had active sports going on. Uh, the Nolly Trolley is uh, leaving Blacksburg and uh, not in a good way by any means. Uh, what's the talk there about Nolly getting out of there? I, I, and in all honesty, I'm usually pretty pretty calm about player transfers and, and this and that. I, I feel a little burned on this one. What What's your look? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of a surprise, and, and I think it's it's fair to maybe feel a little bit burned because when you think about it, uh, you know, Landers Nolly put his name in the transfer portal when Buzz Williams left, and I think that was the, the big moment of was he going to be a tech guy or was he not? And then he opted to come back. He he met Mike Young. He heard what was going on, and, and he decided to stay at Virginia Tech. And uh, I think at that point, you had to feel like, okay, he's in it for the long haul, and you know, he was good this year. He, he was great at the beginning, obviously 30 points against Clemson in his debut. And everybody's yeah. like, wow, this guy's going to be uh, an absolute superstar. And he never got to that level again, but he had some 20 point games. He ended the year on, on a really dismal shooting streak, really struggling from three. Um, but he, he was a, a good player, a really good yeah. uh, and, and becoming maybe a great player in, in the ACC. The weirdest thing to me about his decision to leave is, you know, he, he already lost that year. He, he redshirted that year because of his NCAA eligibility. Uh, so that means now he goes, sits out, he's down another year. And, you know, I know people are saying, well, he can apply for a waiver. And, and let's be honest, as we learned <laughs> with Brock Hoffman and in so many other cases, we have no idea what the NCAA is ever going to do. But from the outside looking in, unless it was an NCAA mistake uh, with the eligibility that cost him that year, I see a hard time. Uh, for him to get a waiver. And, you know, again, it's, it's just disappointing because you thought about this team and, you know, four of their top six scorers were freshmen. Um, they scored, I think, 50-something points in their last game and 40-something of those came from freshmen. So if you, it was a team that if you brought everybody back, you felt really good about. And you know, I still think there's a lot of reasons to feel good about what Mike Young's doing, about the young players, Naheem Lane, Tyrese Radford, Jalen Cohn, Hunter Couture. You know, they're good young players in this program even without Landers Nolly, there's a couple of four-star in-state recruits coming in. Uh, so I, I think, you know, you still feel good about a young and up-and-coming program. But, man, Landers Nolly is 
the kind of player you build it around. And um, to have him stick around for a year and then bounce, I, I think it's, it's fair to feel burned. So I thought the other thing that was weird about it was one of the reasons he said was because he wanted to focus more on being a wing player. I kind of got the feeling when he was playing that he was a wing player. I didn't, I don't remember Landers Nolly banging for boards down low and being a post player a whole lot with Virginia Tech. I remember him being more of an outside player. So, and and we, we recruited a lot of people with size to come in on this recruiting class there and get a lot of playing time. I just, I don't know. It kind of felt like maybe he, he didn't have the end of the year that he wanted and there at the beginning, he was getting a lot of talk. And so he's thinking maybe if he transfers to a bigger program or he can get in at a bigger program, maybe his ceiling will go up. I don't know. But it, again, like you said, at the end of the year, I felt like he wasn't even the best player we had. I felt like Radford was the best player we had. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Tyrese Radford kind of changed the the season or kept that team afloat at the end. But, you know, the interesting thing with Nolly is it was maybe a month or so ago that his dad basically intimated uh, to Mark Berman with, with the Roanoke Times that, hey, you know, he was going to leave for the NBA. Um, and I think most of us kind of laughed and thought, you know, well, let's, let's hope he doesn't do that because he's probably <laughs> not ready to make that jump. And, and, you know, no matter what you say, you want what's best for these kids. And I don't think he's NBA ready. Um, but maybe that should have given us more of a glimpse into his thought process that he wasn't loving it at Tech. And, and you know, they did. They played him as a four. Um, now they played a small lineup. Uh, so he was out on the wing. He would get the ball at the top of the key. Um, he, he played to me like a wing. But um, in terms of defensively, in terms of some of his matchups, uh, when you get into a real half-court set offense, uh, they were asking him to play out of position. And, you know, I I get that. But he, he knew that going in, and he knew what they were going to do. And, I mean, hey, he scored 30 against Clemson. So whatever position you <laughs> want to call that, if you can score 30 points in an ACC game, you're in a good position. And, and uh, yeah, I think it's disappointing that, that that's not a building block they're going to have going forward. Yeah. I, I think we're worse with him gone. I think people made a lot of arguments where people are going to take minutes from him next year and this and that. I think we're worse without him. So I guess that adds to my burn feeling here. Like, it, I mean, just play one more year. And, and I'm starting to – I'm just starting to wonder if he's looking in the same mirror that the rest of us see look into. I mean, I think he just, I think he thinks himself as a top draft pick and that's just not in his future. Yeah. I mean, I think he, and and his team played that way, right? Like his team got him the ball in key situations. Yeah. We gave him all kinds of opportunity. Yeah. And, and he made some big shots, right? He made some big shots. He made some big plays, but he also made some mistakes and he missed some big shots and, and that's fine. He's a freshman and he's really talented, but wherever he goes next, I don't think he's going to be the focal point like he was at Virginia tech. And, um, to me, he seems like a guy who wants that role. Um, you know, he takes a lot of shots, even when he scores, he's taking a lot of shots and on a more loaded roster or a more veteran roster, that's not going to fly. So, um, you know, you wish him well, but I'm a little surprised. I'll be curious to see, uh, curious to see where he lands up. If he, if he ends up in Florida, like every other Virginia Tech transfer seems to end up in Florida or, or where he goes. But um, I just think that he was in a role at Virginia Tech that seemed to suit him. All right. So I guess the other side of the negativity of, of all this, which it's all negative, the, the real stuff is all negative. But the sports uh, negative side, the cancellation of spring sports, and that's just gutting to uh, to the rest of the sports season here and the rest of the school year and baseball and softball, all the, all the good ones here. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about the spring and, and what are we missing out on? Yeah. I mean, you just, you're missing out on so much. And, 
Um, we had a chance. Virginia Tech hasn't made their their coaches available, their spring coaches available to the media yet, but uh, Virginia did the, the day after we kind of all got back. And, you know, you talked to Brian O'Connor, uh, you know, whose team's been out of the NCAA tournament for a couple of years and really was starting to play well and felt like this was their chance to get back. Or you talked to Lars Tiffany, and, and he's the men's lacrosse coach at UVA, and they're the defending national champions and never really get a chance to defend. And, you know, people can joke all they want about, hey, now it's a two-year reign. But um, when you've done something like win a national championship, you want the chance to go back and, and try to back it up and, and defend it, and, and they'll never get that chance. So, um, you know, there's so many programs around the state at, at VCU, at Richmond, at JMU, at Virginia Tech, at UVA, all of these places um, that just we're, we're never going to know really what we missed out on because it's never going to happen. And um, you know, I think about like a guy like Carl Kuhn, who was the longtime pitching coach at UVA, gets his shot to lead his own program at Radford. And uh, what a first season it is when this is kind of what comes down the pipe at you and um, something that you've got to deal with as a first time head coach that nobody in the country's ever dealt with. So, uh, you know, we lost a lot. And then you hear about the kids, you know, I, I know talking to Steve Garland, the wrestling coach at UVA, he talked about, you know, the heartbreak for a couple of guys who were top 10 seeds in the NCAA wrestling championship. And that got canceled the, the day before they left for the trip. Uh, you know, wrestling is one of those sports where you kind of, not that the meets aren't important, the dual meets and the conference meet and all that, but you're, you're wrestling all season to get ready for the NCAA championships to, to place, to medal, to, to be a, a national champion. And um, the amount of work and time those kids put in to never find out where they stack up to never get the chance to, to put it on the mat in that sport. Um, you know, it's heartbreaking for those kids. And, and I'm doing a series of stories right now that hopefully will run this week or, or maybe next week, depending how slowly I, I write, but, um, a bunch of kids that you and I would have never heard of, right? Guys on the baseball team, on the women's lacrosse team, on the tennis team who aren't the superstars, they're not the top players. And, you know, we forget sometimes when we do this job that uh, these kids are getting an education and they are building careers. And, you know, I talked to a kid who, who's got a job at Goldman Sachs. I talked to a kid who's got a job at Tiger Risk up in New York. And, um, you know, yeah, the NCAA is probably going to move to give these years, these kids a year of eligibility back. And the NCAA is going to say, if you missed your senior year, you can come back. Or if you were a junior, it won't cost you a year of eligibility. But some of these kids who are fourth and fifth year seniors, that's nice, and I'm sure it would tug at their heartstrings to think about coming back, but they have to think about their lives, too, and it's hard to turn down big-time job offers or big-time mm -hmm. internships or wherever you're heading uh, when your college is done, and um, those are some of the stories I want to tell in the next couple of weeks about you know kids who were good baseball players, not great, good lacrosse players, not great, good tennis players, not great, but they wanted the chance to compete, and, and that was taken from them uh, you know, through nobody's fault, but by what happened with, with the spread of the virus and, and what had to be done. And um, they're never going to get that year back, no matter what rules are passed, because it's hard to say, but life goes on. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. It's a great that's going to be fun to read. Uh, remind all the readers to Richmond Times Dispatch, catch those articles, make sure you subscribe. A lot of good news coming out, or a lot of well-done news out of uh, y'all's paper. So just a good reminder there to catch all the good real news there, but then also the stuff on sports that is also going to be great to read from you. 
Um, I guess, sorry, that, that sounded bad. You're still real, uh, <laughs> real news, but the stuff that matters, uh, good coverage of what the governor is saying, but, uh, also good sports coverage from you yourself. So, yeah, it's nice to, it's important to stay up on, on what the governor's <laughs> saying, but it's, it's nice yeah. to take a break and, and hear some of those lighter stories. And it's true. It, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's life and death, honestly, what they're covering right now on the news yeah. side. And I think people need that break sometimes to just, you know, hear a story about a, a kid who was a pretty good college baseball player. And, um, you know, all of that helps us get back to normal. The, the crazy thing. And, and I was talking to uh, David Teal is now with us at the Richmond times dispatch. And, uh, you guys inspired me. So we launched our, our own podcast, <laughs> uh, at richmond.com now Teal and I, and, um, we were talking the other day about when, when tragedy strikes in this country, we use sports as a way to rally around each other and get back together. Uh, I think about, you know, after nine 11, I was at the world series game where president Bush threw out the first pitch at Yankee stadium. And, mm. um, that was a galvanizing moment for the country. And, um, you know, we won't have that here. You think about after what happened at Virginia tech, uh, the shootings and, and seeing the Yankees playing uh, spring ball with the tech baseball team or the first football game back and, um, with coach Beamer and, and all that. And, those are moments that help a country heal and, and help people just feel better about what they're going through. And this COVID-19 is so unique in that because of the social distancing aspect, that's been taken away from us. We're all anxious. We're all nervous. We don't know what to think. We don't know what to feel. And we'd love to go watch a ball game for a couple hours, or we'd love to curl up on the couch and watch the NCAA tournament. And that's been taken away. And, and you know, not to make it sound more important than it is because sports is, is entertainment, but that's a big thing in this country and in this culture, uh, a release and escape to relieve some pressure, relieve some anxiety. And um, that's part of what's added to, to this moment is that's been taken from us. Uh, well, I guess to wrap things up on a lighter note, um, the last question we'll get you out of here on. Well said. Well said. We're, we're going to make jokes now, but that was really well said. Uh, that was- <laughs> but – We've been asking people, and I was the only one that was really honest. Leland's finally had to admit that, you know, he's finally realizing how maybe he was wrong about his answer to this question. But as not, we're not counting people like family and all that here, but what is something you could give up? Or what is something you don't think you could give up for $85 million? Obviously, you know, family, we, we count, we're not going to hold that against you, but other than people... What is something you don't think you could give up for $85 million? And this is obviously is in relation to the Madison Bumgarner rodeo. Yeah. God, that's, I don't, I mean, it sounds terrible. It seemed and, like and, a big deal a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> It seems terrible and greedy and selfish to say it, but I, I don't know that there, I don't, like you said, outside of family and people, I don't know that there's uh, anything that it, it would have been a tough call. Um, my dog passed away over the summer, but before that happened, that would have been a tough call. <laughs> it would have been a tough call to give that up. But if you're thinking about uh, my whiskey or my lasagna or uh, <laughs> any of the things that I, I mean, 85 million, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so th- there's probably no, no material possession uh, that you couldn't pry for me for that amount of cash. And uh, I don't know, maybe that sounds greedy. And what about a habit? No. Like that's what I said, it's a, it's us guys with kids that say we'd give up anything. You know, you can. Yeah, you can make I'm your being. Life hey, I'm just a. Right? I'm just a truth broker here. I said before this, giving up <laughs> Orioles baseball would be really hard, even for eighty-five million dollars. Giving up watching The Office would be really hard for eighty-five million dollars. Thank God I haven't had to do that. But the thought of giving up Orioles baseball for an entire season is is hard for me right now, and I'm not even going to get eighty-five million dollars out of it. Yeah, that, that number is just for me too big to, to say no. And 
um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things that certainly bring joy and, and we're realizing you know what it feels like to miss them but um you know i think about watching the the yankees or watching the rangers i think about eating lasagna and drinking whiskey and uh, you know i love going kayaking and, and there's a ton of things that i really love but 85 million dollars I, I could find something else to love with that with that money i'm saying <laughs> i could easily give up yankees baseball for 85 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> Like eighty-five million is how much we went over the luxury tax. So it's probably a good number, but no, I, I you know if you start throwing down a lower number, uh, you know a million dollars, two million dollars, maybe I yeah. I give it a little more thought. But a number that big, um, man, I, yeah, there's things I would miss, but I can I can forget about it for for that price. Well, I think I agree with your answer. I like it. I think you're right. I think you speak wisdom. Uh, we appreciate you coming on with us. Sorry, we hadn't been able to get to the last two weeks, but uh, trying to get couple what we can back to normal. And uh, we will look forward to having you back. You mentioned uh, your coverage on the Richmond Times Dispatch. We, you mentioned your podcast with uh, Teal there, and everybody should go listen to that in addition to our podcast. And uh, we look forward to having you on again. And thanks for coming on. Awesome. Always appreciate being on. Thanks for having me. Okay, Leland. Now we are big on brackets. Obviously, we don't have the March Madness bracket, so we're gonna do a bracket. Yeah, but we have to do brackets. So, as the weeks go on, uh, we'll throw different brackets at you. Um, Right now, this is the one I had the most fun of the three that we've already done. Um, So we'll start with the fast food bracket. Uh, It's the ultimate fast food and fast casual restaurant bracket. Let's do it. We already argued about this stuff already, so it's just fitting. It's going to be great. Um, so let's start in the... Uh, and the region names will probably give away who the one seeds are, but we'll obviously be revealing them first. In the Mac and Dick McDonald region, obviously your one seed's going to be McDonald's, and it goes up against the 16 seed, something called Jollibee. Yeah, I've never... Uh, I'll say a key to this entire bracket is if I eaten at their place before i'm probably going to pick them against a team that i'm uh, a restaurant i've never eaten at mcdonald's wins yeah usually that's the case for me too uh mcdonald's you're right uh then we had an eight seed this is a big eight nine matchup wawa versus sheets see i'm not that big at eating from either of those establishments i don't get food often from sheets i don't have wawa available to me very very often Mm -hmm. But I do like some stuff from Wawa, and I, I, you know, I'm just I'm not a huge Sheets guy, so I'm probably going Wawa. Wow. Okay. See, I've eaten at Wawa and I've eaten at Sheets. If we're going sandwiches, Wawa. But if we're going whole package, give me Sheets. I can get two of those hot dogs for a dollar. Are you kidding me? Um, and then I can also get the Italian sausage and the pretzel bun. Sheets yeah, takes my, out Wawa. Goodbye. Wawa, Wawa lemonade wins it for me. Uh, Wawa lemonade can go to hell. Um. Four seed Whataburger versus 13 seed Quiznos. Oh, man. See, I've never ate at a Whataburger. Oh, I have. But And I used to get Quiznos for free in college because my buddy was the manager of Quiznos. I've had some great Quiznos meals. I never ate at a Whataburger, man. I got to go Quiznos. Yeah. I've had too That's much. Fine. I've had too much. Yeah, the Whataburger I've eaten at is in Texas. I have eaten Whataburger a few times. It's it's really good, so I'm going to take it over Quiznos and those singing rats. Um, 
we got like don't even exist anymore though do they yeah if they're if you have a quiznos near you please let us know (laughs) um and take a picture of it or it doesn't exist uh the five seed is panda express in this region it's going against the 12 seed pot belly sandwiches i don't i've never eaten either one of them so i don't Um, like chinese food so bad news panda express i have eaten at a pot belly it's pretty good Um, so panda express is chinese and i gotta go panda express (laughs) <laughs> that's interesting uh so i've got pot belly so there you go we and i already having a lot of differences I love in Chinese this region food, man. so far the one seed the only one we agree on uh six seed is this carl's is jr slash hardy's and it's going up against the 11 seed dairy queen dairy queen yeah you gotta dq something different get that frosty those burgers at dairy queen are just as good if not better than the ones from hardy's so get out of here hardy's. i don't know about that i haven't I haven't eaten burgers at either one in a very long time, so I don't know about that. Uh, but I will speak to the Dairy Queen. Uh, bow down to the Dairy Queen as we move on. The three seed Arby's taking on Taco Taco Cabana. Haven't eaten at a Taco Cabana. I like curly fries. Give me Arby's. I the two sandwiches from Arby's is the chicken uh, bacon Swiss is delicious, and also the new buffalo chicken that they have there. And I'm not even talking about the roast beef that everybody else loves so much. I'm I'm going uh, Arby's. All right, the seven seed Panera Bread going up the, against the ten seed Jersey Mike's. I've heard some really good reviews of Panera Bread. I've never it's never lived up to it for me when I've eaten there in real life. I'm going to join you at Jersey Mike's, and you and I have gone to a Jersey Mike's together. So yeah. we got to go Jersey Mike's. It is Jersey Mike's um, because Panera Bread. If it's not the chicken noodle soup, I don't want it, and I only want chicken noodle soup when I'm sick. So get out of here, Panera. Um, <laughs> The two seed. That being said, my opinion can change if any of these businesses want to sponsor us. Number two oh, seed, easily. <laughs> Chipotle. Uh, that goes up against the 15 seed, A&W. Chipotle all the way. Chipotle. Yeah. Sorry, A&W. It's a tough break for you. All right. So we're going to stay in this region. Uh, we're now in the round of 32. You're going to have to go off your bracket. I'll be going off my bracket because this is where they're different. Uh, almost immediately. I've got McDonald's going up against Sheets. I love those McDonald's fries, and that's what gets it in over the Sheets hot dog pretzel buns. I'm going McDonald's. I mean, people trash at McDonald's all the time, but their double cheeseburger is awesome. Yeah. I've ate a lot of – I've been satisfied from what McDonald's has given me so many times. Those fries – the fries are the best in mm-hmm. fast food, McDonald's. All right, now we go up against uh, four-seed Whataburger versus the 12-seed Potbelly. Like I said, give me a fast food burger. I'm usually not going to complain. Uh, I'll take Whataburger over Potbelly. You got to remind me of my, who I had previously here because you uh, have your own bracket. It Pull it up. I don't. You we didn't have. I had both of these. I knocked out with uh, with the round of sixty four that I have on my. You bracket. have your own bracket on your Google sheet, don't you? I have it starting at the round of 32. If we want to review that's how where this we are started. That's where we are yeah. is the round of 32. But I have Whataburger versus Potbelly, two, two, two teams that I have didn't pick in the round of 64 because we didn't have the round of 64. Uh, on the oh, oh, that's right. Okay. If hold. you want to cut this out, that'd be cool. No, we're not going to cut it out. <laughs> we're going to keep it in. It's my mistake. All right. You had Panda Express going up against Quiznos. I like Chinese food, Panda Express. Okay. Change your bracket now so you know what you actually have. All right, sounds sounds good, sir. Uh, let me get back to my bracket. All right, I have. We both are the same here. We DQ'd something different, and it's going up against Arby's. Uh, with, it's it's going to be Arby's for me, dog. Yeah, I'm sticking with Arby's. It they for the reasons I already said. 
Yeah. Plus Arby's has Mountain Dew. Um, I'm, I'm not a dessert guy. I'm built on on meat and potatoes. I'm not built on dessert. So Arby's yeah. beats DQ. Curly fries versus the the ice cream is kind of, you know, it could go either way, but Mountain Dew at Arby's. You can't get Mountain Dew at Dairy Queen, so Arby's advances. Jersey Mike's against Chipotle. Give me a burrito Chipotle. and Jersey Mike's can go home. Uh, yep. It's a Jersey thing and it can only go so far. All right. <laughs> we hope you liked our last guest, Mike Barber. Yeah, we like Mike Barber. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got the one, I have the one seed McDonald's going up against Whataburger. It's McDonald's. It's the chicken nuggets. It's the hot mustard. Since I haven't really actually been to a Panda Express, I'm just picking them because they are Chinese food. I'm sticking with McDonald's here. I mean, they're a staple of the, of the industry too. I mean, fast food is, is McDonald's. So you got to give it some credit. They're going to have to go deep here. Uh, then we have Arby's versus Chipotle. Gosh, man, that steak burrito with the rice, just a little bit of hot sauce and the lettuce. Oh, man, I could eat there every day and be quite happy. Give me Chipotle over Arby's. Give me the place that serves queso. No, I don't <laughs> want the queso. All I'll right. Take the queso We're in the Elite Eight now in the McDonald's region. They're the one seed. They're playing Chipotle, the two seed, and down goes the arches. Chipotle into my final four. And I think it makes sense that it's going down this. All the new, fast, quick-eating places are built like Chipotle's are. Right? Even, even if it's not Mexican food, they're making it like it's a Chipotle, but in their, in their kind of food. Right. So Chipotle wins. They're, they're the new age. Okay, let's move on to the next region, Leland. We're going to stay on the left side of the bracket here. We go to the lower left. It's the No Sundays region. Obviously, there's one place that sticks out on no Sundays. It's the one seed. It's Chick-fil-A. It's going against something called Penn Station, which is the 16 seed. And just like a team out of the Ivy League called Penn, they would get destroyed in this matchup by Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and Chick-fil-A, I mean, they're, yeah, they're the SEC. I mean, that's what they are. So oh, if it's Atlanta. basketball, it's the ACC. I mean, come on. Don't disrespect well. them. ACC, no, they're, they're sponsored by a different uh, chicken play, Zaxby's or whatever. But no, oh, Chick-fil-A. They're in this tournament. Don't you worry about Zaxby's. But Chick-fil-A wins. All right, the eighth seed is Moe's going up against the nine seed, Jimmy John's. Oh, my goodness. I got to go Jimmy John's. No. At nothing better at 1.30 in the morning in Blacksburg than Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's drivers are careless in Harrisonburg. They are <laughs> life-threatening <laughs> maniacs behind wheels. Give me Moe's. Even though I don't love Moe's. Moe's is a cheap, is a poor man's Chipotle, but it advances the, past Jimmy John's. It's the closest place to where you live. You can drive by it to go get your food every time. Yeah, I'm always disappointed. <laughs> All right, the 413, I haven't eaten at either one of these. It's called Culver's is the four. Boston Market's the 13. Boston Market has Boston in the name, so it's out. Give me Culver's. Boston Market's pretty pretty tasty, so I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Boston Market because I've actually had it. Okay. The five seed is Domino's. The 12 seed is Torchy's Tacos. Haven't had Torchy's Tacos. I've had Domino's. I don't hate it. So Domino's advances. Domino's. I need to save my reasons. Domino's. Oh, wow. All right. We have the six seed White Castle against the 11 seed Little Caesars. Little Caesars, the only pizza place that will make me say no to pizza. So I will pick White Castle. Give me whatever else other than Little Caesars at all times. It's so it's gross. just not good. It's, it's not, not good. Like pizza. once a year, it shows up in front of my face, and I 
It's like Alfredo's, it's like Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Not Dude, real one pizza. time in college, we had everybody lined up for the for the Super Bowl. We're all gonna make home cooked. Like, get the recipe from your mom. You make it. You bring it to the to the Super Bowl party. So we all did that. My one friend, who a friend is a strong word, the person that wow. lived in our apartment, he didn't make anything. Went to Little Caesars, and oh, I no. I made a stand. I said, nope. You didn't, you didn't follow the rules. He had to eat his little Caesars and we all ate glorious food and I wouldn't let him eat our food. That's, yeah. that's the kind of man I am. Well, cause made, he didn't I bring food. He didn't bring food. No. Um, homemade. The three seed in this region is Subway. They're playing 14 seed Church's Chicken. Uh, I'll, I haven't had Church's Chicken, so I'll take Subway. I got to take Subway here. I, I do like the chicken. Bacon Ranch. I like Chicken Bacon Ranch anywhere, I guess. But Chicken Bacon Ranch, sub. So they get a one win for me here. All right. A lot of pizza joints here in this region. Another one is the seven-seed Papa John's. It's going up against the 10-seed Cookout. Give me the North Carolina chain Cookout with the upset. Cookout. The two-seed Burger King going up against the 15-seed Sparrow. Sparrow with a huge monumental upset to take out the inedible Burger King. Uh, I know Sparrow is the real New York slice. I, I, I get that. I understand it. I'm going to go Burger King. No. I do like a Whopper. Burger King is not food either. Uh, Sparrow takes them down. I don't even love New York style pizza, but I'll take Sparrow over. It, really, if it's not onion rings at Burger King, I will throw it back in your face. Don't give oh. it to me. I like the Whopper. Fine. All right. I've got Chick-fil-A versus Moe's in my 1-8 matchup. I think you took Jimmy John's. Um, I did. That's the only one I didn't write down. Jimmy's. Uh, I'm still sick in Chick-fil-A. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Culver's is what I have. You took Boston Market going up against Domino's. Domino's. Yeah, uh, keep the pizza. I like, I like Domino's more than just pizza there. No, not really. Um, the six <laughs> seed. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You can look at a menu. I'm sure they have other things on there, but it's just the pizza. Uh, the six seed White Castle goes up against the three seed. Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings has more than just wings, but you're not really supposed to get it. Uh, the six seed White Castle takes on the three seed Subway. I went Subway because I, I haven't eaten at a White Castle. Yeah, I had to do the same thing, but I'm not picking Subway again. <laughs> I've got the 10 seed cookout good. going up against the 15 seed Sparrow. I took cookout the North Carolina chain, the double digit seed continuing its run into the sweet 16 cookout vastly underrated here. I don't, I it, people that made this bracket must've just been unaware of what cookouts bringing to the table. Yeah. It's definitely better than Burger King, which is what you had. Yes. Um, all right. Now I got Chick-fil-A Domino's the Lord's chicken takes out Domino's and moves on to the elite eight. I advanced Domino's. I think Chick-fil-A is an overrated establishment. And the fact that every Uh, Sunday is the only time I think about going there hurts me. I also had a lot of time in college where Domino's was the pizza of choice before the same friend that ran a Quiznos. He ran a pizza hut before, (laughs) before I had him Uh, Domino's what we had all the time. We had free coupons and the drivers never took the free coupons. So we use the same free coupons time after time after time that, hey, Domino's is what, what's built me here. Uh, so I'm picking Domino's. And also they have these chicken bites. Oh 
and they have different flavored chicken bites and one that has like uh buffalo style uh, hot sauce on it man they're good i crave those things dip those things in ranch you can look just like me so if you're listening to the podcast um your podcast i know sometimes the audio cuts out it didn't cut out leland was talking about domino's chicken as he picks it over chick-fil-a you weren't hearing that wrong um I'm taking Domino's as a whole, but the chicken is part of it. It's offensive. I know, listeners. I'm sorry that you had to hear that. I'm sorry I had to hear it. Chick-fil-A is in my Elite Eight. Leland has somehow knocked them out of his bracket, which... Chick-fil-A is Dave I don't know if we'll be able to come back from this. But uh, I have the three-seed Subway going up against a 10-seed cookout, and the 10-seed cookout advances again. Cookout. I mean, it's not even a close one. Cookout. No. This time. is where eating fresh only gets you so far. Eating fresh can get you in the Sweet Sixteen, but if you don't have a burger, get out of the tournament. Um, I, I wow. Chipotle doesn't have a burger, but all right. Okay, that's okay. Fair, fair point. Uh, but it's got steak, and uh, I know Subway <laughs> technically says they have steak, but that's not real steak. Um, and it's it's out. <laughs> I've got Chick-fil-A versus Cookout, and this is where the miracle run for from the chain uh, in North Carolina ends to the people in Atlanta, Georgia, running Chick-fil-A and their grade-A establishment. Uh, it's, a clean, it's the cleanest fast food restaurant you'll ever be in. They've got the milkshakes to back it up, uh, and they knock out Cookout, who also has good milkshakes, by the way. I got Cookout winning. I got Cookout. I mean, this is a late yeah, Sunday you have it over Domino's. If they really were facing Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A don't play on Sundays, so I got to go cookout. They're open oh, every day. Wow. So I'm going cookout into the final four, and they deserve to be there. They were underrated to begin with. I'm not the one you have to you talk to You get so about much this. food for your money at cookout. That is that is a fact, but they're going out against Chick-fil-A. Um, you don't get enough food for your money at Chick-fil-A. Oh, my gosh. Disagree. They could charge me whatever they want at Chick-fil-A. All right. <laughs> Moving on. So I have Chipotle, Chick-fil-A in my final four. You have Chipotle, Chipotle and cookout. cookout. All right, we're going to now the upper right, the bag fries region. Obviously, the one seat over there is going to be five guys. This is the toughest 116 matchup of all the 116s. In fact, it was all it went into overtime where five guys barely prevails against the 16 seed Roy Rogers. Never been to a Roy Rogers, but oh, I understand gonna... they must be very UMBC like, but they didn't get it done. That's the difference between them. I'll take so you to a Roy Rogers. Wins. We'll go to an Orioles game and we'll stop at the Roy Rogers on the way back. Five um, Guys is is just one of my favorite places of all times. So I'm sad they're not in Stanton anymore. Five Guys, so good. You you spend some money there, but man. Wow. Speaking of oof. not enough for your money and also overrated. Uh, but let's move on. Fries, we'll, we'll talk about Five Guys here in a minute. Portillo's or at least I think that's what it's called, is the eighth seed. It's going up against Zaxby's. I haven't eaten at either one of these, but if I've got a question, I don't know what Portillo's has. I know Zaxby's has got fried chicken. Give me Zaxby's. Yeah, I'm going Zaxby's. Just the menu alone, I'll, I'll choose that place if I was looking at both the establishments, Zaxby's. Four seed pizza going up against 13 seed firehouse subs. You can't have pizza without the hut. Yeah, Pizza Hut's, I mean, you grew up on Pizza Hut. Friday night pizza, and then also, like I said, roommate in college that managed a pizza hut. I got a lot of pizza for nothing. And and the delivery drivers that would pick us up from downtown with a pizza and then take us home. That was even better. Wow, that was nice. Uh, the five seed <laughs> Bojangles, sponsor of ESPN 1240, the boss's presentation of high school sports. They take on the 12 seed Noodles and Company. Obviously, you're gonna I'm gonna take the sponsor in Bojangles. 
I mean, this is somewhere in the world, people, someone's picking noodles and company because they really like them. They really, they, they think they're the runner. No, bow jangles, potato rounds by themselves gets it done. The six seed Jack in the box going up against the 11 seed PDQ, which I think stands for pretty darn quick. Except I don't think it stands for darn. Um, I'm going to take PDQ because I've heard stories of people dying at Jack in the box. Yeah, I've, I've heard the same. So I'll stick with you. I'll take that 11 seed. Yeah, if I if I know I'm not going to die eating there, I'll take it. Uh, if the fact that I'm I <laughs> have to question it. House. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the three seed in this region is Popeye's. It's going up against the 14, which is Schlotsky's. I don't know what that is. Give me Popeye's. I, I, I throw my hate at Popeye's because everybody loved that sandwich so much, but then they didn't, they'd have to close the inside. I mean, they were ahead of their times. They were closing seating in the restaurants oh because of that, gosh. because of that sandwich, but uh, we'll take Popeye's here, but I I'm not a huge Popeye's guy. The seven seed in this region, too soon or something. the seven seed <laughs> in this region, long John silvers. It's going up against the 10 seed wing stop. Ooh, give me wing stop. Give I, me wing stop. No. Long John silvers. I haven't eaten there in the last, two decades where I haven't gotten sick afterwards. It's so uh, greasy. You have just been having greasy. bad luck. Give me the place with wings. I'm going to take long John silvers over wing stop. Um, you can't get fried fish at a lot of fast food places. Uh, I'll take long John silvers. There's probably a reason the two seed in and out going up against the 15 seed Baja fresh. I don't know what Baja fresh is. So in and out, I have had in and out also in Texas. Also super delish. I'm going to take in and out as well. All right. We're into the round of 32. We've got five guys against Saxby's. I'm going to five take, guys. yeah, I'm going to take five guys. Cause they give you a whole bag of fries and peanuts while you wait. That's true. Uh, the four seed pizza hut going up against the five seed Bojangles. Give me Bojangles, man. I love those bow rounds that you were talking about earlier or potato rounds or whatever we're supposed to call them. They also have Mountain Dew, so I'm sorry. Even though Pizza Hut has Mountain Dew, I think, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I think they do, yeah. I, I like the potato rounds. I like fried, so give me Bojangles. I'm probably I'm picking Pizza Hut here probably because of my memories of Pizza Hut more than uh, what they are now. I think Pizza Hut was such a bigger deal in the 90s, and uh, when they had the Pizza Buffet in Stanton, man, it was good. And the dessert pizza, whoo. So I'm, I'm Pizza Hut, but it's it's roads coming up in the end. This is it's living on the past. Okay. We have the 11 seed PDQ going off the fact they advanced basically on the fact that they don't kill people. They are going against the three seed Popeyes, and I love that chicken from Popeyes. It takes down PDQ. I, I had to go Popeyes just because I haven't had the other ones. But again, I'm not appreciative of a place that, like their most popular item, they just run out of They have to change their whole business model just because of this one item that they don't have. All right, you have the 10 seed wing stop against the two seed in and out. Take a wing stop because they have wings. I've got the seven seed Long John's going against the two seed In and Out. Let me tell you, In and Out is in the Big Lebowski, which is my favorite movie, and I like In and Out a lot. <laughs> but I like Long John Silver's more. Oh my goodness! Long John Silver's advances to take on Popeyes in the Sweet Sixteen. We'll talk about that matchup here in a second for me. But Leland, we have five guys versus Pizza Hut for you. Five Guys. Five Guys is such a good burger. It's the thick patty. 
it's the right amount of grease. It's grease, but it's the right amount of grease. And just the fact that the the bag is full of fries, we get, we can't get past that. And they're great fries. They're the fresh cut potato fries. You can't get past that. I can get past them pretty quick. The fries aren't amazing. They're going up against Bojangles for me. Bojangles is going to take them out because you feel Chick-fil-A is overrated. I feel Five Guys is immensely expensive. You talk about getting sick at Long John Silver's when you eat there. I feel like I'm about to die every time I've eaten out of Five Guys. So Bojangles into the Elite Eight over Five Guys. Meat, meat sweats and sick are two different things. No. Um, I've got the three seed Popeyes. You've got the 10 seed Wingstop. I'm going Wingstop just because I'm not. Yeah, I just don't love Popeyes. Win. Okay, you got I didn't another have, double-digit seed. I didn't have Wingstop on my bracket before we started talking tonight, and they are rocketing into the Elite Eight. All right. Well, I've got Popeyes going up against the seven seed Long John Silvers. Uh, Leland, I'm bilingual because I love to speak fish. Let's go, Long Johns. Let's get into that Elite Eight. Terrible. Terrible. All I right. I, I, you can go into stand. I'd rather not eat than go to Long John Silvers. <laughs> wow. So disrespectful. Um, you've got five guys going up against Wingstop. Five guys wins. It's the bag of fries. Okay, so you have five guys into the final four winning their region. Yeah. I've got Bojangles. I, I acknowledge. I acknowledge they're expensive. I, I only eat there once or twice a year. I do not go there often, but I enjoy it when I do. And what I view as an incredibly weak region, I have the five-seed Bojangles up against the seven-seed Long John Silvers. It re- reminiscent of a George Mason VCU-type run. The Long John Silvers gets into the final four. Speaking fish, when you go there, you're going to be the only one there. I get why it's a seven seed. I get why people are down on it. It's not the cleanest place you're ever going to go. It's not the healthiest place you're ever going to go. You're not going to get the greatest service. But that fried fish for me, (laughs) the crunch of that batter doesn't get any better than when you're speaking fish at a Long John Silvers. Bojack uh, Bo Horseman, the episode where he was under the sea, spoke to me because he needed to speak fish to communicate. And when you go into Long John Silvers, if you're not speaking fish, you're not going to have a good time. Give me Long John Silvers into that final four, Leland. I mean, that bracket reminds me of what this year would have been in the tournament. Just some really teams that you wouldn't ever expect to win a game like they didn't in my bracket. All of a sudden, somehow find a way in your bracket. All right. But I disagree. I disagree. Whole, whole. Wow. Well, I mean, you're wrong. You're you're wrong. You're so wrong with this. You're you're more wrong with Long Johns than I'm wrong with Chick Fil A. I'll I'll easily oh live no. On that, Long John Silver's is amazing. I, I can't believe you're it. in the bracket. They're they're I, bad. They even Little I Caesars are. No, oh my God, no, Little Caesars. Don't you dare compare Long John Silver's a decorated pirate captain with that little Caesars hack in his toga pizza, pizza, get out of here. It's not even pizza. Long John Silver's fish fries and hush puppies. Also, you can get yourself a Mountain Dew there at Long John Silver's. We're putting that thing in the final four. Let's- not even the best fast food see, uh, seafood place I've ever been to. Captain D's was so much better. Captain D's isn't even in this tournament. You know why? Cause they couldn't last. They couldn't last long enough to make it in this bracket. They're out of business. Long John. Talk about lasting. You didn't even, 
You didn't survive even know there in was a John Silver's left in the valley. You told me there was none close, and I had to tell you there was one in Stanton. I know, and nothing made gone. me happier than when I went into that Long John Silver's in Stanton and had me, a, uh, I think it's an F7, maybe. The two-fish combo. <laughs> so good. Um, Should have gone to the A&W. It's better. That's gross. Uh, we're going to move on to the Dave Thomas region now. Obviously, the final region here, and the one seed is Wendy's. It's going up against something called Wiener Schnitzel. And I'm going to take Wendy's. Hot JC Redhead. Yep. All right. <laughs> this is a Wendy's restaurant. The eight seed is Sonic. <laughs> it's going up against the nine seed Checkers and Rallies. I have had a terrible, terrible experience. Both times I've been to Sonic, so Sonic is out. I've been to a Checkers once. I don't remember much about it. I do remember both times I've been to a Sonic, so I'll take Checkers based on the fact that I can't remember it. And the other one has horrible horrible memories uh sonic i got disrespected this past summer at a sonic by the by the waitress girl that came out to our car and my kids still talk about it they they understood how bad it was haven't been to a sonic since won't plan on being at one so i'll take a checkers whatever that is love it front royal's got a checkers and rallies if you're looking for one um again i i'm not going to recommend it i don't remember it but uh the four seed (laughs) Now, here's the 413 and the 512. I haven't been to any of these. Actually, the 611, I haven't been to any of them either. But um, the 413, we got Shake Shack against Swenson's. I don't know what a Swenson's has. Shake Shack, I can figure it out. Um, I'm going to take Shake Shack. I don't know what I'd order to Shake Shack because I'm just not a shake kind of guy, but I got to take it. The 5 seed, Steak and Shake versus the 12 seed, Wings Over. I've been to a steak and shake. The one in Waynesboro, uh, short-lived, wasn't the best. Uh, but I've there. been to another one, and I liked the other one, so I'm going to base my decision on the other one. I'm going to take steak and shake, too. What was the other restaurant you said? Wings Over. Wings Over. I already got my wing place going deep. I don't need another one. All right. I haven't been to Raisin Cane's or Del Taco. Uh, I like fried chicken, so Raisin Cane's. I'll take the Mexican. Okay. Del Taco. All right. We got a three seed in KFC going up against a 14 seed Blimpy. I've never been to a Blimpy. I can't imagine it's any good. So give me KFC. KFC, uh, it, it does to me what Long John Silver's does too, but I'll, I'll make that sacrifice for fried chicken. Wow. So I'll go KFC. Okay. All right. Now here in a 7-10 matchup, we've got Skyline Chili. Obviously, unless you live in Cincinnati, it's not really a thing you can go to. Or the 10 seed Cadoba. Cadoba, a rich man's Moe's, but still a poor man's Chipotle. They do a good job at Cadoba, so I'll take them. I agree. Uh, the two seed is Taco Bell versus a 15 seed in El Pollo Loco. I'll take Taco Bell just because I haven't been to an El Pollo Loco, but I don't love it. Taco Bell. All right, one seed. We got Wendy's. I have it going against Checkers, so do you. Give me that spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. Junior Bacon Classic is just fine for me at this round. It's all I need to win this game. We got a Shake Shack against a Steak and Shake. Haven't been to a Shake Shack. I have been to a Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake. A lot of the same words there. Give me the one that says steak. We got Raisin Cane's Chicken for me against KFC. You got Del Taco. I'm going to take KFC over Raisin Cane's. I have to take KFC here but I'm not happy about it. I hope there's a buffet of KFC because that's the only way that's worth it. Special blend of herbs and spices into the Sweet 16 for both of us. Cadoba is and my their commercials don't do them any favors. No. Oof. Nope, not at all. 
The Cadoba going up against the Taco Bell. Taco Bell is Taco Hell. It's out. Cadoba's in. We're moving it on to the Sweet 16 as a 10. I'm sticking with Taco Bell. You can get oh, those hard tacos are so good. The Burrito Supreme is so good. You can get hard it, tacos at a Cadoba. Tortilla meat and cheese. And it's actual quickly. meat. When, my, when they opened a Taco Bell in Harrisonburg when I was a little kid, they didn't have one in Stanton yet. They didn't have one in Waynesboro. My goodness. My dad took a day off work to go to Taco Bell in Harrisonburg just because it opened there. It's, it's heritage. Taco Bell. Oh, my God. <laughs> one of these places has actual food, and the other one is called Taco Bell, and Leland picked Taco Bell. Uh, Wendy's <laughs> against Steak and Shake. You have, uh, I believe it's what, the four for four meal that you can get at Wendy's, and that, that beats Steak and Shake. Wendy's, because you can get a baked potato there. You can mix it up. It's oh not just the what? same old stuff you get everywhere. You can get a baked potato, and their salads are good. My wife likes them. I don't, I'll watch her eat them. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I got a KFC against a Cadoba again. Cadoba definitely beats Taco Bell, but this is where it runs out because I just love fried chicken. I know KFC is bad for me. I know every time I eat it, I shave a year off my life, but I just like the taste of the fried chicken. KFC. I got the Taco Bell versus the KFC. In general, I do like fried chicken, but KFC, uh uh-uh. That's a weak three seed, very weak three seed. Like when Kansas, when they're a three seed. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. I mean, it's so, but you got Subway. I am sticking with the restaurant. The only restaurant that I have been sent to at 1 a.m. to go get my pregnant wife food from, and that is Taco Bell. All three of my kids, while in the womb, consume Taco Bell at late hours of the night. Taco Bell. It's a miracle they're still alive. And they're smart kids, too, and pretty. I will not debate that. You are actually factually (laughs) correct. I've got Wendy's versus KFC. And I'm going to take Wendy's. Uh, you get that chocolate frosty, nothing better on a yeah. hot summer day. Great, great point. Two reasons. Oh, no, I can save one of them. But number one reason I'm sending Wendy's to the final four okay. is the big bacon classic is back. I grew up on a big bacon classic. Say. I am so glad it's back. It's the best sandwich on the menu. I don't know what they were thinking with it gone. The Baconator, Baconator that's for some people, but the big bacon classic is just is the classic burger that's just the best. I was going to say, we're about to have to end this podcast. Um, now we're into the final four. We have Chipotle, a two seed, taking on a one seed in Chick-fil-A for me. And this is where the run for Chick-fil-A comes up short. It's just, I love Chipotle. Why? Final four is played on a Saturday. They're open. I Why can't they win that? I love Chipotle. I hate, and I mean hate, that I have to drive to Harrisonburg or Charlottesville for a Chipotle. It's the worst thing about this Waynesboro, Stanton, and Augusta County it area is that they money. don't have a Chipotle. Does it? Because I end up driving to Harrisonburg and Charlottesville to get it. No, it, 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 you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You should just get something closer. I would but, if I could, but that's why sometimes Chipotle beats Chick-fil-A and I end up driving to go get Chipotle. Fast food Mexican can be really good, and Chipotle's the best at it. They're in the finals. Chipotle. Did you have it against again? Cookout? Cookout. Okay. The bang for your book at Cookout is why they got here. You get a lot of food at Cookout. A lot of options. Yeah. But Chipotle, man, you get a big old burrito. Man, it's good. All right. you. I think you have five guys in your final four, right? I have five guys versus Wendy's. 
And as much as I like that burger from Five Guys, it's so good. I can't afford it. I can't afford Wendy's. I'm going to Wendy's because you can't afford Wendy's. To, what are you I, talking about? Five Guys. Oh, Five yeah, Guys. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. That's why I started. Five Guys. I love that Five Guys burger. But Wendy's. I used to live in that neighborhood behind Wendy's in Stanton. We'd walk down there with the babysitter and get one of those frosties that you were talking about. That memory ain't never changing. Wendy's. I've got it going up against Long John Silver's. Blub, blub, let's go fish. Long John Silver's. Disgusting. Absolutely <laughs> I actually, disgusting. I actually don't. I do have Wendy's oh over Long goodness. John Silver's. Oh, but, <laughs> man. Dave I, Thomas rolling over. Do you want to know how hard this decision was for me? I love Long John Silver's. I don't oh know what goodness. it is. Look, folks, I know I'm in a small minority here because they're dying everywhere. I get that it's not a popular place for a lot of people, and a lot of people hate it. Honestly, if Rob came up to me and said, Long John Silver's is the Waffle House of fast food, I would have a hard time arguing. I would put it as Little Caesars, yeah. No, it's better than Little Caesars. Little Caesars is not food. Um, Long John Silver's is food. Look, I, I can't talk to anything but the fish on that menu because that's all I get. I don't get the chicken. If you get the chicken and that's when you get sick, Leland, that's on you. You're ordering the wrong thing. You get the two fish uh, combo with the fries and the hush puppies and a Mountain Dew to wash it all down. All of that combined equals a great tasting meal that you will never regret. <laughs> but I did pick never Wendy's. Never regret. I immediately regret it every, every time. It's not even a wait to regret. Officially, like... I picked Wendy's. It was a triple overtime thriller in which... I just, the spicy chicken sandwich always calls me back with Wendy's. Wendy's, 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 Wendy's. Wendy's versus Chipotle in the final. Chipotle wins. I mean, it's the burrito. It's everything that Chipotle is. I am picking Wendy's just for everything that I've said up to this point. The memories, the Big Bacon Classic, the Frosties, just memories. In high school, I mean, it was part of, like, to, I'd get picked up by my buddy, We'd go out, we stop at a Wendy's to eat. It's just part of my growing up, a part of who I am. I'm built the way I am because of Wendy's. I don't know if that's a good ad for them. Wendy's, their burgers are the best. I like that you can get the baked potato. I like the chili. Oh my goodness, we didn't even talk about the chili at yeah, Wendy's. Because there's so nothing good. to talk about. So good. Wendy's, I'm taking it because I'm taking America. I'm on this you know side. What? Of I want to change. I want to change it. Long John Silver's <laughs> does beat Wendy's in real life. No. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No. Uh, and let me tell you why. Those fries, uh uh-uh. uh. You know why Wendy's has so many options? Because the fries can't sell you. They can't sell you on the fries. What are they're the fries just at Long John great. Silver's? Those, those weak little thin pieces of them. potato remnants. They're not. They're not. They're thick pieces of french fries but no, they're good. they aren't they're thin little things they're not thin things you're thinking of steak and shake now but no that I'm not. steak and shake is thin that's thin long john silvers is for real they speak fish they love you they're gonna give you you ring the bell on your way out and let them know they did a great job i'm gonna put long john silvers in the championship it still loses to chipotle uh and Chipotle, here's the thing about Chipotle. There are times when you're going to eat at a Chipotle. I'll be frank with you. If you haven't eaten at Chipotle before, there are times you'll eat at a Chipotle and you are going to regret it later in the day when you have to use the bathroom. But Long John's is immediate. So No, false. I've never had that experience at Long John's. It's really good, but it's just not Chipotle. Chipotle tastes excellent. I love Chipotle. 
the best time to go to a Chipotle, oddly enough, folks, when there has been an coli scare, because nobody else will be in there. <laughs> no one else will be in there. Chipotle will be taking all their health standards to the absolute max to make sure that doesn't happen again. But no, everyone else is scared for like two weeks and they don't want to go in. That's the you're best time your, to go. You're buying your cruise tickets right now? Are you going on a cruise? <laughs> no, the same logic. I don't want to run that. But you know, you know what is... With all these essential businesses, you know, restaurants, curbside, pickup, delivery, yeah. you know what's not allowed to be open in this is Little Caesars. That has not been deemed actual food, so therefore they are not allowed to be open during this crisis. Well, that was fun. We got to the we we thought we had the same finals, which was interesting, but I changed it a different way. I changed it because I just I really want You're Long so John wrong. Silver's. You're so I wrong. want Long John Silver's right now. I want it right now. If I if I knew it was open, which I'm pretty sure at this hour it's not, I would go to Long John Silver's and I would love it. I pass by Long John Silver's to go to every other one of these places that I picked on this list and never think twice. Wow. Well, that's the fast food brackets, folks. Chipotle, the champion, unless you're talking to Wendy's or uh, Leland. Hot Juicy Redhead. Uh, It's a Wendy's restaurant. Uh, Just have it ready. He'll have to pick it up. But (laughs) uh, I love Chipotle, and that's that's your champion in my eyes, America. So I hope you enjoyed this breakdown of the fast food bracket. Uh, if you're listening along, fill it out as we go. As as you're listening, tell us who won your fast food bracket. Um, again, I'll be interested if anybody else even picks Long John Silver's. Yeah, it, let me know if you have Long like, John period, Silver's in, a, in one game, in <laughs> the opener. Let me know if you have Long John Silver's in the Sweet Sixteen <laughs> because uh, you and I are going to be best friends. Uh, Long John Silver's is so good. Uh, give it a chance. But uh, I do want to take this time as we get ready to wrap up this episode, Leland. Give a shout out to Jeff Wright. Obviously, uh, glad to see he's back home doing well. Uh, I know he put on Twitter that uh, he had a mild heart attack this over the weekend. Um, that's very scary stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to see he's he's back home and getting closer back to normal. And I know he said he has several other hurdles to overcome on his path to being back to normal. But it's good to see he's back home. Yeah, we're we've been thinking about him. Um, it's terrible news to see that he wasn't able to uh, that that he was in the hospital. Sorry, I misphrased that, but it's um it was a shame to see that. We're happy he's getting home. Uh, any support that we can do for him, uh, we went. I went easy on on UVA today in in his honor. So uh, we'll be uh, <laughs> we'll be easy for him there. Um, yeah. So hopefully he gets uh gets better real soon, and hopefully he's listening to us and. Uh, knows that we care about him and, and we hope everything's going well. So. Leland, I'm, I'm just going to power through into the D block yeah. too, if you Sounds don't good. mind. Um, Do it. Let's knock it out quick. Tell us what we should have watched this weekend in sports. Yeah. What you should have watched this weekend was on Sunday all day. Uh, you had the world baseball classic games from, oh God, what was it? 2017 uh, on MLB network where team USA went on that magical run to win the world baseball classic. Loved rewatching those games. Loved watching Adam Jones go up there and rob Manny Machado of a homer. Loved watching us beat Puerto Rico in the championship, really pound Puerto Rico in that championship, beat Japan in a thrilling game in the semifinal. A lot of fun rewatching that, um, man, I miss baseball, but the other thing you should have been watching and I hope they keep this up because they are. Oh, good. Texas is going this week. Yeah. All right. God, I love it. NASCAR iRacing. 
It's a hundred laps is at least what they did at Homestead, which is where they would have raced on Sunday had they had NASCAR going on. It's basically a NASCAR video game, and you're watching it. It looks really good. The graphics are really amazing. Uh, but you're watching these NASCAR drivers at their homes, basically, in these rigs they have set up driving these cars in a simulated race. I hope they do, again, what they did at Homestead, which was a fixed setup, meaning all the cars have the same setup. The only thing the drivers can change is the amount of brakes applied to the front of the car versus the back of the car. And it really came down to tire wear and who had the best tires at the end. That's who ended up going out front. Denny Hamlin banged Dale Earnhardt Jr. out of the way on the last lap in a thrilling race. That was close all the way. There were a ton of cautions because, frankly, these guys aren't very good at video games, a lot of them. Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> um, Jimmy Johnson looks like a guy who is 48 years old trying to play a video game. He's just having none of it. He is horrible at it, which made me love it uh, because I'm not a Jimmy Johnson fan. I had did a lot of rewatch this weekend, watched some of those basketball games like I talked about earlier, but I also rewatched The Mandalorian. My daughter, my oldest daughter, wanted to rewatch it again. My middle kid wanted to watch it too. So we busted it out like in two days. We were going to spend a lot of time this weekend watching a lot of basketball, sitting on the couch. Weather wasn't great. So we busted it out in two days, watched Mandalorian over again. Yeah, I liked it just as much the second time. It reminded me, I don't think I missed a lot on the first time, but there's some of the little little jokes and little things and little behavior things that were happening that were, were funny things. I really enjoyed it, and I think my daughter uh, enjoyed those as well. She started to notice those a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, they're somewhat in the Star Wars universe. We're not jumping into it wholeheartedly yet. I don't think they're ready for all those movies, but I'm excited that we might be able to share that entertainment going forward, so that'll be cool. Yeah, Mandalorian's great. Uh. What I know that you need to know, uh, and this is kind of, I've just forgotten to, to mention it in the past few weeks just with everything that's been going on, but Trey Mancini lost and all this, had a non-baseball-related medical procedure is what it was called at Was first. he in the rodeo? No. Um, <sighs> it ended up being he had a tumor removed from his colon. Oh, I'm making jokes. I shouldn't make yeah, jokes. Yeah, great. Good one, Leland. Um, but... I knew it was serious based on the comments that were coming out of the locker room at the time, because this is when spring training is still going on for the most part. Uh, you know, players saying things. I think Alex Cobb was quoted as saying, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with Trey and his family right now. He's going to get through this and, you know, be better wow. for it and have a new lease on life. And when that's the only thing you hear and they're calling it a non-medical or a non-baseball related medical procedure, you're like, sounds like cancer. God, I hope it's not cancer. Um, it turns out it was, uh, but doctors said they had a successful surgery. They're monitoring it. Um, obviously, there's not a whole, whole lot of an information coming out due to medical, you know, privacy laws and Trey Mancini. You know, we're obviously a lot of the reporters want to respect his family's privacy in that, too. Uh, but he seems to be doing OK. Uh, it's it's scary. I mean, Trey Mancini on a team that is not very good. Trey Mancini has been a great player and a great guy in the community. So you hope that he can make it through this just fine. And when baseball is able to be played, that he can be a part of the Orioles. Uh, I, you know, that there's yeah, talk definitely. that he would have been able to play this year if they play. So I hope that stays the case and that he's able to get into baseball shape and play with the Orioles. Cause that would be really exciting and uh, just hoping the best for him. Yeah. Didn't realize uh, that was what was going on. So uh, yeah, best wishes for him. What I know that you need to know is that you need to follow us on the experts pod at twitter 
uh, at Yak Sports Pod on Facebook or Yak Sports Pod at Gmail is a way to email us and interact with us. Lots to be interacting with us this week with that whole fast food bracket. So make sure you put in your two cents and tell us how terrible Long John Silver's is. Subscribe to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. Make sure you tell your friends that we're out here. We talk local sports. We still will. Uh, We will get creative here in the spring without high school sports, but we will be talking about whatever news is out there. And we are hoping that sports can get back to regular at some time, but we will continue to try to push these out and uh, we'll get some more brackets going. And if you see some interesting bracket you think goes along with the show that we'd be interested in doing, tweet it at us or email it to us so we can make our picks because we want to interact with you guys and make sure uh, you guys uh, are interacting with us. So until next week, when we will be breaking it down another bracket, we'll be talking some more NFL news. We will be back here on the Yak Sports Podcast. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.